0: Welcome back to All Things Creepy. I'm your host, Micah James, and this week we are talking about some scary historical medical practices. Now, there are some that you probably already know about, like there's leaching and bloodletting. So basically, in history, like people would be bled to let all the bad blood out to help with fevers or other ailments. Leaching specifically is still used today. I know when people get anything done in relation to the chest, sometimes there is danger of like... nipples falling off that kind of thing so they'll usually just like help the blood flow that kind of thing i know there's other uses for it but that's the one that i know they still use it for i feel like you guys probably already know about lobotomies so i try to stick with ones that aren't as well known i don't necessarily go into like a deep dive if you want a deep dive in any of these medical practices. I personally really enjoy Sawbones. They do like an actual deep dive each episode into these medical practices. I just wanted to give you like a little snapshot of some of the ones that I found to be like extraordinarily creepy or just weird in general that I felt like worth were, were worth telling you about. So with all that rambling out of the way, Let's take a dive into these medical practices. First, we are starting off with waterboarding. Now, this one is usually associated with torture, like especially in Guantanamo Bay and was banned as a torture practice. I I believe, please correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't look into the whole torture aspect of it too much. But I feel like I remember reading once that it was banned because it was seen as too inhumane. But again, I didn't look too much into that, so I could 100% be wrong. And so please correct me on that. But as far as the medical side to it, it was used as a form of shock therapy for the mentally ill from the 1800s through the early 1900s. There were different versions of it but it seems like one of the more popular versions of waterboarding in the medical sense was the medical staff would hold a patient's head underwater until they lost consciousness. Afterwards, they were considered cured, but that was also assuming that they didn't die from drowning in the meantime. Other kinds of waterboarding, including showering or dunking the reclining patient without any warning, it's not clear as to why or how this method was supposed to work. I did try to find any reasoning behind it, but again, I personally couldn't find anything that was super clear, just besides the shock of it was supposed to bring them out. Number two is malaria. Now, this one was really weird, carrying one disease with another, but to them, it made sense. It was supposed to cure syphilis, and what you needed to cure it was heat. The only way to induce enough heat in the body to get rid of it was to give the patient malaria, as malaria would give the patient a high enough fever to, in theory, kill off the syphilis. I know I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, and I'm sorry about that, but the doctor who invented this, was an Austrian named Julius Wagner jauregg He started injecting people with malaria in 1917 and won a Nobel Prize for it in 1927. The reason why they considered this a successful treatment for syphilis was because only 15% of the doctor's patients ended up dying. As far as I can tell, at least... In first world countries, they don't use this method anymore. There's more common and better ways to treat syphilis if someone has it. So you're not trading off one disease for another. Number three is milk transfusions. Back in the 1900s, milk was seen as a good substitute for blood. Their logic behind it was a little weird they thought that the fatty and oily qualities to the liquid could easily turn it into white blood cells the thing is as you can probably imagine only a few of the procedures were considered effective while many many others resulted in increased sickness or otherwise death in one case the milk transfusion immediately dropped the patient's pulse and the patient had to be resuscitated with a combination of morphine and whiskey. This patient ended up passing away only 10 days after the operation. So, as you can imagine, they ended up stopping using this as a treatment plan. Number four, I'm kind of put two together because they're supposed to cure the same thing. Cigarettes and chloroform. They were both considered cures for asthma. For cigarettes, as we know they now do the opposite they they make asthma worse but i couldn't find the reason why this was supposed to work the closest reason that i could find was that like maybe the two were supposed to cancel out each other but again i couldn't find like an official reason as far as chloroform goes it was believed to relieve all the symptoms of asthma but many patients would tend to overdose on the drug while having an attack. Number 5 is whales. Now, much like waterboarding, to me this was one of the more shocking ones. According to an article from 1899, a hotel in Australia could help patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Patients would go to this hotel and wait for the whale and wait for a whale to die close to the hotel they would then be rowed out to the whale carcass where the animal would be then cut open the person was supposed to line the body for two hours lying in the whale was supposed to help with soreness and inflammation i don't understand how that's supposed to help beyond maybe the smell distracting you enough from the pain that now you can't even think about arthritis anymore number six to me is just strange smoke enemas tobacco smoke enemas were supposed were supposed successful treatments for cholera these treatments were the recommended alternatives to opium there were various ways to administer these but it seems like the most common way that i could find was to boil some water with tobacco in the water and then administer the enema into the intestines. Number seven is a poison, like a legitimate poison, arsenic. This one is strange, but it was also strangely effective. As we know today, arsenic is highly toxic, and I'm sure they knew that back then, too, because I didn't see, like, a lot of medicines that used arsenic would use small doses. But, of course, if you have too much, it would lead to arsenic poisoning. As I said, it was small amounts in other medicines, so people didn't drink it all by itself. Again, it was still a key component in these medicines. It was used to treat malaria and syphilis from the late 18th century all the way up to the 1950s. So I guess you could go get your treatment for syphilis, get the malaria shot, and then after, you know, the syphilis was considered gone, you can go take some arsenic to help cure the malaria. Number eight is trepanning. Sawbones has a great episode on this. It's, it's one of their first episodes that they did, and they go into great detail about it. And it's something that I could go into great detail about too if you're interested in me going a deep dive in really any of these. Trepanning was a procedure used in ancient times, and so basically the way it worked was the doctor, healer, whatever their title was, would drill or cut a hole into the skull of the patient. It was supposed to help with headaches, seizures, and mental disorders, and as you can probably imagine, it was done without the use of any type of anesthesia or sterilization as those things came like right around you know the 1800s is when it those things started to come about or at least the modern use of it that we know today it also came with high risks of infection and death because of the sterilization issue. <laughs> those were eight different scary historical medical practices if there are any on the list that I went over that you want me to go into more detail about please let me know or or if there are any specific ones that I didn't cover that you want me to cover I will do that as well you can find me on Instagram and tiktok and youtube you can also email me all of that will be in the show notes i'm also considering starting a patreon with two tiers the both tiers will get a peek at my show scripts before the show is even put out so that way you can see what I'm talking about kind of get a sense of like what the show is gonna be about that kind of thing and then the higher tier I'm thinking we'll have weekly or even monthly that I haven't like really hammered in yet but you'll either get weekly or monthly live streams or you can ask me questions you guys can help me choose future topics for future episodes so if any of you are interested in that hit me up and I'm hoping within the next day or two or even and I'm hoping within the next week I'll also be on threads so go ahead and follow me on Instagram to get that kind of update anyways I will see you guys next week with the next topic. Until then, stay creepy. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid Electric Acid, Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound being where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound.